Welcome to Redemption Unveiled. Do you ever feel like something is missing from your faith? Disappointed in life? Hi, I'm Haley, and I want to help you get a clear plan so that you can show up for the adventure God made for you. Because I don't believe anyone should end up disappointed with the only life they get. But it's not just that. I know that the earth is waiting for you to show up. Redemption Unveiled. Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today. If you are in my kickstart, then you know that we are in it, we are going, we are on day three, and I cannot wait to keep going through this with you and continuing to just look at what God has for us this year. So I'm excited for that. And today we have a very special guest. You guys don't even know how special this guest is because without her, there would be no podcast right now. Um, I have Carter's sister on, Christina. Welcome, Christina. Thank you. It is wonderful to have you here. So some of you guys don't know that I do not edit my own podcast. And Christina is basically the like put together brain of (laughs) like she's the the stable one around here of just like okay what did you say Haley like what what is what are we doing here what did we say I'm like oh yeah that's right so Christina is basically my right hand lady who helps me edit my podcast do some stuff um, on social media and get stuff sent out so just let's get started with a big round of applause (laughs) thank you thank you um so I have not ever had you on the podcast which is just a pure tragedy (laughs) this has been too long you live about an hour or so away so it is a little bit we both have little ones and you have a new one coming here soon so just lots of life going on but Mm -hmm. I'm very happy that we've connected now and we are finally going to get your story. We're going to get your adventure out of you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Today we're going to talk about how much surrender happens in adventure. And I love that you brought this up, Christina, when we were kind of talking through what we were going to talk about. Because, I mean, honestly, surrender is probably one of the main pillars that I have had to learn on the adventure with God. Like, and... I don't know about all of you guys, but I don't like surrender. I I actually much prefer per, prefer control. So um, I think that today is going to be really powerful, and I'm excited for you to share your story with. I know a lot of women are going to connect um, just with some of your experiences and your emotions. So thank you, thank you for coming. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> So obviously, I have known you. I started dating your brother when I was 14. How old were you then? I was 12. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I joke because the first night I came over to meet your family, we went to a Missouri Southern football game. (laughs) And you got mad because it was a pickup truck and you wanted to sit in the middle in the back. Yeah. You were were there for me. (laughs) And and I I remember suggesting maybe I could sit in the middle. That way I could sit (laughs) by both you and your brother. So you were still, I mean, you were Epsi's age when we started dating. And so it's just, yeah, it is crazy. I've been around a while, but, um, so I really want to talk about like you are going to share kind of a time of your life that got really intense for a while. As many of us go through these seasons, I think a lot of people can relate 
on a small scale or a big scale of just like when it feels like everything is kind of hitting the fan all at once and you're like I can't handle another thing and then another thing happens and you're like well I really can't handle another thing and then another thing happens and so I just want to give you an opportunity to kind of share a little bit about this season of your life and some of the things that you experienced during that time. Yeah so um, it was I think started in 2016 that's a marker in Isn't my life. Funny? Yeah. If you've had a season of difficulty, you always remember the year it started. Yes. Like the big, you know, that would be the chapter the- title. Yeah. <laughs> um, and things just really went for it. Um, I call it the crash and burn. Um, and I'm probably, like, it all happened in such an interesting time frame. It was all really quick. So I'm probably going to get some stuff out of order, but, like, my brain... We won't fact check you, I promise Okay. (laughs) My brain, (laughs) like, lumps all of it together. Um, But I think it mostly started with... I think the start of all of it was... Um, when my mother um, had surgery and almost passed away. Mm-hmm. And I had never, I've been fortunate enough in my life that um, I haven't really lost like a lot of people super close to me. And um, so that was like a situation I never faced before. And it is just so weird to look back on um, being in the hospital and um, the recovery process. And, you know, it's just kind it was intense. And so thankfully, things took a turn for the better. And she started healing. And then not soon after that, um, well, actually, while she was in the hospital still, my grandma passed away and that was really devastating and unexpected. She had been having some struggles, but, um, she was moving closer to mom, my mom and dad and, um, thought we had a good plan and she ended up not making it. And so then after those two events occurred, I believe the next thing that happened was um, I had experienced a pregnancy loss. It was an unexpected pregnancy, and that really rocked me. I had a really hard time recovering from that season. It changed me. You had a long-term relationship at the time Mm -hmm. with your boyfriend. Yes, and it was very serious. We thought we were going to get married and like it just rocked everything I was no longer like at that point I had a hard time participating in life like Mm -hmm. at that point and so that was like another hit like holy cow like why was this kind of given to me and then taken away So, not long after that, um, the relationship that I was in at the time crumbled. 
Um, and we went our separate ways. It was a mutual decision. But whether that's a mutual decision or not, when you've given, you know, five years of your life to someone, like, you've spent the last five years with them being, like, your closest person. So even though we knew that was the right decision, like, it was still hard. And again, was kind of like another knock on almost this, what I thought was the foundation of my life. Because you had this kind of plan. You were, you had kind of, obviously, we all have thoughts on mm -hmm. what our life is going to be. You had one. Mm -hmm. And you were kind of checking some things off. Yeah. Like, you were moving forward. (laughs) Yes. I thought things were going in the direction of what I thought my future was going to be. And uh, then... So I'm just really not, like, at my best at this point. (laughs) Um, And I do actually remember I was at a dance rehearsal. Because you were, you went to college. You went to university for dance performance. You danced your whole life. That was your activity of choice. Yes. Very college. Very big part of my life. And, um... And still is. I don't dance as much as I used to, but I still drive thinking of dance uh, choreography in my head. Like, it's kind of part of who I am. Um, But I was at dance rehearsal, and one of my closest friends at the time was next to me. And I remember turning and looking at her before rehearsal started and saying, I don't think I can take one more thing. Like, I can't. Um, so I had already like felt like I was breaking at that point and I wasn't sure how to push forward. And then some more things came in that direction. Um, my dad, who has always been like super healthy, like I don't think he had ever been in the hospital, um, had a stroke on the golf course. (laughs) And, um, I remember getting that phone call and not even like knowing what to do with myself. And I, we didn't know at first that it was like, or I didn't understand at first that it Mm -hmm. was a stroke. Um, my mom had just called me and been like, your dad's in the hospital. His brain is bleeding. And I had no idea what that meant. And so... I dropped what I was doing and went home or went to the hospital to see and we kind of figured out or I got the realization he was having a stroke and um, you know he thankfully made pretty much a full recovery Um, but it was not quick it was I mean it's crazy how your brain can heal from things because he had to be home for a while yeah yeah and it was and he struggled with headaches really bad and like the brain it was like he had to exercise his brain too which was really kind of emotional to watch just Mm -hmm. because you could see him sometimes struggle just to find the right word or um but he is doing great (laughs) but at the time that was really scary and 
Um, so at that point, I was like, kind of came to this realization, like I could lose my family at any moment. And where my life is right now is definitely not what I thought it was going to be. And just kept basically going, what is happening? Like, (laughs) what is happening here? And so after that, um, or soon after that, my aunt ended up passing away. And um, so that was another really sad and devastating funeral to attend. And that was like the really big stuff. And so that put me at the full crash and burn. Um, I had felt at that point like I don't even know what to do. I, I don't know what is going on. And at this time, or even through this stuff, um, I had a pretty distant relationship with God. Like, I would not say I went about my days seeking what he was trying to communicate with me. And... Not interested. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then after all these things happened, I would say I probably pulled even further away. Yeah. It, you know, there's just... It was too much... And, um, so I had come to a point where all I could really think about was just stay alive, like stay alive. It was a real survival season. Full on survival mode, which like, I know a lot of people hit survival mode. And when you're in that mode, you really or at least for me, I didn't feel in touch with myself. I didn't feel in touch with other people. Like, it was literally get out, like, force myself to get out of bed in the morning, go to work, and make it through the day. And um, so, had these big losses happen, and... Um, Then other things started happening in my life that at the time seemed really kind of like more packing on to the situation, but I think it was more of a, it was starting to transition, like things had to change. And this is kind of the point where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, what is happening to my life. Well, you went from having... A steady boyfriend that you were going to get married. Like, you guys were... You weren't ever engaged, right? No. Okay. Mm-mm. But you guys had plans, and mm-hmm. you were having a baby. You had two parents. Like, I mean, not all that that happened right up. But you, you in a very quick amount of time, mm-hmm. went to single with no child. Parents very much struggling with their health, at, you know, mm-hmm. kind of back to back. That's a lot to take on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
So, and you moved out of the apartment you were living in, right? Like, you, when you guys broke yeah. up, you moved out. So, so then you have a new place you're living. Like, I don't know. It's just yeah. a lot of change. Yeah. I got laid off from my job. Of course. And this is the part. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the part that kind of I can see now as like a transitionary period. Got laid off from my job. Um, ended up needing to move out of the townhome that I was currently living in and um which like you know to most is like well you know maybe you were renting like what's the big deal to rent a different apartment but that was almost like my last physical connection to that life Mm -hmm. and so moving out of that townhome was like really like saying goodbye and -hmm. letting it go for me and so I moved, and um, that is really when things started to shift. Um, relationships in my life started shifting, um, and it was really lonely, honestly. But, like, when you're at your, your base survival mode, like, things are going to shift, like... Um, so I think it was just part of the process looking back. I can see it as like why those things Mm -hmm. happened and understand why those things happened. Um, and then, um, Adam came into my life and this is when things really started changing because when I was at this... I don't know what I'm doing. I just, it was like I had to, it was like if my life was a bar of soap and I was squeezing it, like you squeeze a bar of wet soap, it flies out of your hand, right? Um, So I decided to put the soap down. (laughs) Um, Or in other words, like just stop trying to fix everything, stop trying to, repair things like stop holding on to things and just release it um and so that's what I did and then shortly after Adam who is now my husband came into my life and um I don't know it was just such a pivot like such a pivot he was like a wonderful person and um very me, like very into art and creativity. And um, pretty much from the get-go, like I don't even think we were officially dating yet, but I told him, I don't need this from you now, but these are some things that I would like to know that you want if we are going to continue forward. And that included like having kids before I was 35. I am 34 and about to have my <laughs> last one. There you go. Uh, yeah, good job. Um, and, you know, get married and all those kinds of things. And um, he was like, yes, I'm on board with those ideas. And so we did our dating thing and things progressed and so Adam is in my life 
Um, I had just finished going through all of these really hard things and a really hard time in my life. And um, once we had kind of established what we were, I just kept having this feeling and kept hearing the words, be still, which is incredibly not my personality. Um, Like, if I have a plan or an idea, I want to get started today. And I have always been like that. I always want to make a plan and just move forward. But any time that I would try to take a step forward, those words would come back to me. And so I would just sit back in my chair <laughs> and uh, hang out and, um, and for a doer on an adventure. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a doer. I'm a planner. Like you and I do have that connection. Like yeah. we, we would prefer control a plan, um, even though it looks different in our life. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's definitely how I would prefer it. I mm-hmm. have a plan, and I would prefer, God, if you would just stick to my plan. Like, I know your ways are higher and all, but I've got a plan. And so if we could just implement that, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but the surrender thing, you know, I liked the, like, soap analogy that you used because there have been so many times out of my love for something for God, for someone, for passion, for even a belief, like my love for what God tells me. I can choke it to death. Like there's no life left because <laughs> I have loved it so hard. And like you broke the soap. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't even like I have been someone who because my plans have been so important to me that I've lost the life out of my life. And I, and maybe this is something that's common for a lot of people to learn in adulthood. Maybe it's something we have, you know, as we go into life and we get more ability to control more of our life. Maybe that's a natural thing. I don't know. Maybe there's some people who don't go through that. But I very much recognize this, this surrender thing. I think especially if you want any kind of life with God, surrender is Mm non-negotiable because you will have to pick who your God is at some point. It's either what he asks you to do or it's what you want. And that's one thing that I've thought was really interesting about your story. And I can remember times of talking to you through this, like you had so much anxiety and I know how much, like the greatest enemy of an anxious person is stillness like tell me to do anything but be still Mm -hmm. and I've had conversations with you with where you've just shared I just feel like I I'm supposed to be still and I've been so impressed with your ability to do that because so many people even even if they know they should surrender even if they know they're choking the life out of life even if Like, when they're anxious, they just won't choose to be still. And I will tell you some of my most anxious times in my life, and I I wonder, like, I I had a lot of stress during my difficult seasons, but I had more anxiety directly after my, like, there was stress in my difficult seasons, but there was more anxiety in the years after. Almost this, like, there wasn't, something right in front of my face to focus on with mm-hmm. a problem. So then I was only left with 
the stillness. I used to have um, a painting in here in our living room that said, be still and know that I am God. Because after our fire, when we moved back into this house, I truly, I felt like God said the exact same thing, which was interesting. It's probably about the same time of, yeah, maybe. this would have been in but that it was time like, frame. Be still. And I would sit here and literally force myself to be still, not get my phone out. And like, I would just think, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. I hate this. I don't like stillness. And like, I mean, it was tor- It felt like torture. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think that that's so powerful to highlight just you were in a season. I know it's it's not all black and white. Like this was all, you know, part of your yeah. journey. But you were mm-hmm. in a season of like God wasn't your focus. But mm-hmm. at some point you felt this like this voice inviting you mm-hmm. really on an adventure mm-hmm. of like, would you like to like, would you like to see what I can do with your life? Like, mm-hmm. would you like to see if you could let go for a sec like, yeah. <laughs> and be still for a sec? Mm-hmm. Would you like to see what I could do here? And I mm-hmm. do think for a lot of us Christians, we do get to a certain point where it's like, we have a crossroads and many, but like at some point you have to say like, am I going to follow this voice that I feel is inviting me somewhere or am I going to keep doing it my way but our way is exhausting mm-hmm. and you do get to it like I can't do it my way anymore my way is going to lead me straight to death like I can't yeah. I am literally not doing well yeah. you know my way led me to the crash and burn <laughs> <laughs> it out. felt like yeah. yeah and I think it's important too when talking about the being still like there were along with the anxiety, because when you are still, you are literally, like, sitting there, like, facing the things that you do not want to face within you, like, around you, and it did not feel good. Like, there were a lot of tears, there were a lot of breakdowns, and there was a lot like people, especially when you have a doer personality, people start questioning you. Um, I had opportunities presented to me that would, you know, they seemed amazing, but I was like, I'm still hearing this be still. Um, and as someone who likes strategy, like saying no to some of those things, was like this Saying can't no be to opportunity. Yeah, this, feels stupid. Yeah, this can't be the right answer to say no to this, but it was like because I even if I said yes to that opportunity, then it wouldn't have fit me at that time because I wasn't where I needed to be to be in that opportunity. So it was a lot of saying no and um, just listening to that voice. And that was kind of the moment that I was like, okay. And I talked to Adam about this, that like, I feel like something is going on here. And I want to uh, start exploring my relationship with God again. Like, I just, I don't want it to be, like, this big thing, but, like, you know. You're like, don't 
anyone make it a thing yeah like but essentially like hey god like my door is open like i am i am listening if you have some in here <laughs> i shall i shall allow you to speak yes um little unconventional relationship here but that is i mean that's how it was going down and um like now and that be still phase lasted like years like that was a long time and here just recently that be still phase has changed and it has shifted to you are creative which I've always done like dance has always been a creative thing or I like art um I I like to draw I like photography like just anything creative I'm like on board but this feels a little bit different like it feels like even in the season I'm in where I am about to birth another child and uh go through the challenges that come with that like it feels like my creativity is really supposed to be involved. And so now that's the predominant thing. It's like feeding my creative mind and um, which has been fun because my husband's creative mm-hmm. and like so it's kind of a whole like family thing. but so I don't know yet like, where that's gonna take me I just know that listening and to the be still phrase for as long as I needed to and letting go and leaning into that really worked and so now that I'm hearing the you are creative let's lean into this even though I don't know what the purpose of it is Like, I just really want to lean into it and see what's next. Like, I don't have a plan for where that's going to go, but it just has to be the right one. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I think that's very powerful about your story is that, well, there's a lot of things. There's a few things I want to pinpoint. Number one, like, I, I have a huge, like, belief that God does not get as worked up about our drama (laughs) you know what I mean like like I just feel like God is okay if for you like you had this season of your life that you're like no God you're not going to tell me what to do and like I think he respects us and like he backs up But, like, he loves you enough to give you two words. Like, hey, just so you know, if you could be still, (laughs) I would help you. Yeah. Like, this is a gift. But, like, he knows you better than anyone. And, like, he knows what we need to heal. And I always say to people, there are two reasons to go on adventures with God. There's, and honestly, there's only two reasons to live. Number one, to figure out who God is. And number one, to figure out who you are. And if if you go on adventures with God, those are the two things that you will get from it. 
if you truly walk with him, he will show you who he is and he will show you who you, who you are. And what I have learned is I do not know who I am. And when I go into it, like, of course, I know, I know parts of myself. But when I take these adventures with God, when God tells me, Haley, go do this, and I do it, whether it goes well or it goes poorly, whether I succeed or I fail, whether I'm proud or I'm embarrassed, no matter what happens, he shows me who I am. And, and the longer I walk with him, the more I recognize that I can trust that voice that I'm following, that still small voice that is saying, I have something for you here. Like, if you will trust me, I have something for you here. And that, there is an illogical thing about following that voice. It's just true. I mean, there's just not, some things are not logical, logical about that voice. Like, the times when you are feeling like that voice is saying, be still, but everything in your flesh wants to not do that. Mm-hmm. Like there is, if you want to walk with God, you have to choose if you're going to do what he says over what you feel. And I have had so many times where I'm like, I, like even when things kind of, like when I did put myself out there and I actually didn't enjoy it and I actually don't even like like how I felt afterwards, like it shows me, like there have been times when God will say, look at, look at who you are, Haley. Look at, you don't trust me. Look at who you, like you made one mistake and you're so hard on yourself. Like, look at this. And it's like, wow, I didn't, like I tell other people to be kind when they make mistakes, but I, like, it's like perspective of seeing who I am and every invitation he's ever given me is to heal me or to show me who he is and so when I hear your stories and we are very like we do we're we're alike in some ways but we are very different in other Mm -hmm. ways and I just even through all those years of like walking life with you I just always felt like I think you like I think you're on the like I think you're there like you're in your own place in your own way but I think you're fine like Mm -hmm. I think you're still fine and like really always felt just like a just let you do this your way. Like, I, and we all have to do it our own way, you yeah. know? But just, I've always just felt like just this piece of like, just, I think you're just in a, you're in your own place, mm-hmm. not in a good place, like, it, you know, like happy, but mm-hmm. just, you're just, you're just fine, you know? Mm-hmm. And then to me, when, like, that's such a different statement when you're saying these two phrases that you feel like you like God has spoken to you number one to be still and then the second thing is like that to me like when you say that like that almost gives me chills like you are creative like I want people to understand that the like when we have a relationship with God it's truly like having a relationship with the designer of ourselves and there are things within you I mean you know you're creative like you've known that for a Mm -hmm. long time but it's different when that voice says this right now is important for you to remember who you are and not just that I want you to focus on this right now Mm -hmm. like yeah you still might have moments where you need to be still but in this season you need to know who you are and you are creative and I created this that is like that's what we need to focus on right now Mm -hmm. and 
there's just, it's really cool when we can have a breakthrough of a statement that brings us peace in a season. Because you do have a lot of chaos around you. You know, anytime you have one three-year-old around you, you have a pregnancy, you're getting ready to have another baby. There's just chaos with kids. So to me too, like when you have that simple phrase that you can focus on, it's just very powerful to remind you God, like I am living an adventure right now and maybe my adventure is busy, but I do have that phrase to come back to of like, Mm -hmm. you are creative. And I want to encourage people to value that voice more. Like there is so much about my life that has been built on following really the Holy Spirit of just those simple, still small voices that says, I have something for you here if you will do what I say. And we don't get to walk with God without some risk of that faith. Like faith is risky. Me, in my life, I'm saying I trust that voice is leading me somewhere good. And I'm going to keep trusting it even though the timing isn't working out how I thought, even though everything is not just clicked into place. And I'm over here saying... Like, that, I mean, there's just some things in my life that I'm like, if anyone, if we looked at the details, it'd be like, Haley, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not logical. It yeah. takes you back to that. Faith is very risky mm-hmm. to continue to hope even after time has went by. Mm-hmm. Like, these are things that our life with God requires mm-hmm. and they're not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to do this. And um, I just think with both your seasons, that's a very powerful thing to go through a be still season to a you are creative season. Because I, I also feel like I've had seasons of life where it was also, where it almost felt like God could trust me again. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even mean that he didn't trust you, but it was like, I know for me, I, I guess for me, I remember a season where I felt like I needed to be hidden. Like, literally, I felt like God said, like, Haley, sit down and shut up. That's what this still small voice told me. (laughs) And and it was like, oh, okay. But then it was like, we went through some years. And then I felt like God was like, okay, you can get up and like say what you have to say now. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just, it It was a new season mm-hmm. where I felt like God could say, "You, I can trust you now to hold your mouth because mm-hmm. you did do that. And before I, you know, I couldn't. Like yeah. if you're, if you would have spent the rest of your life running from stillness, that's not your friend, you yeah. know? Yeah. If I wouldn't have committed to listening to those words like pop in my head over and over, I one, probably wouldn't have healed as much as I did within those years, but I wouldn't have heard the you are creative because I would have been too busy trying to do whatever I was doing. So I feel like that listening to that be still phase, even though it felt so unnatural, like is what led me to where I'm at today and that this you are creative is going to lead me to where I'm at whenever that phrase surpasses you yeah know? so yeah absolutely and just holding on to the faith that God is taking us somewhere worth going on these adventures and 
Well, I want, I just want to help women understand what adventure looks like. And without those seasons that are really difficult, without the problems, there is no adventure. Without the risk, there is no adventure. Without the surrender, there is no adventure with God. Like, we either get the adventure God has for us, which includes surrender, it includes problems, it includes risk, or we choose not to take the adventure God created us for, and we get our plans and our control, and then we end up with a lot of things that we feel disappointed by because our creator is whispering to us what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And we can either choose to uh, to give that whisper any power and any thought, or we can choose not to. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I think that that's, for me, where I just was really... I've, I've enjoyed walking this out with you because, for me, I've always felt like... I mean, when we talked and stuff, like, I could... I could speak for 20 minutes and you could have 30 seconds. (laughs) Okay, I think we're okay. (laughs) Think we're good. You know, Mm -hmm. like you're just, you're just here is what I feel. And that's just, you know, like, Mm -hmm. okay. And I don't know. I just, it's, it's fun to live life with people. It's fun to walk life with people. It's fun to walk with sisters and with people to get to see the different seasons and say, like, I believe in you. Like, I believe that you, I believe in you. I believe you're going somewhere. I believe you're okay. Like, I believe you're going to move forward. And I think it's fun to do that with people. So it's been great to be a part of that. Yeah, I'm glad you've been a part of it. Me too. Maybe I'll let you sit in the middle sometime. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much, Christina. And I'm. we'll have to have you back. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. Bye. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, would you mind leaving a review? That would be amazing. And also, if you'd like to connect on social media, I'm Redemption Unveiled everywhere or Haley Marie Carter on Instagram. I would love to connect with you. I will see you back here next Wednesday for a new podcast episode. And remember that the earth is waiting for you to show up. Have a great day.